Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all childrens. <laughs> I can't even do my own intro. Uh, welcome to another episode of Those Muckrakers. This is episode, did we say 56? We said 56. Episode 56. Uh, I'm Pete. And I'm Pat Children's. <laughs> Pat Children's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a pretty, like, because, like, last, uh, last Newsweek was kind of slow, and this, um, this Newsweek has really taken off. This Newsweek had too much, so we, we quit. This is a Pokemon podcast now. <laughs> oh, you're my best friend. <laughs> In a world we must defend. I hate the fact that I was playing that on the piano, and so now I know it. <laughs> That's wonderful. So now you can sing along when everyone else starts singing it. Um, I really like all those memes where they go, sing me the song of your people. And then the next <laughs> phrase, the next frame is someone going, ooh, you're my best friend. <laughs> I want to be the very best. No one ever was. Speaking of people who are the very best, President Trump is still the very worst because uh, in this week, a little known fact, the uh, the stock in the United States is being sold at a record pace and it's only getting worse as time goes on. Uh, like Trump has managed to devalue the shit out of America, not just by his terrible trade wars that make no sense whatsoever. That's certainly hurting, hurting us, of course, but with everything else he's doing, he's... He has put himself in a position where the rest of the world looks at us and realizes that the executive branch of the American government is going to be crippled for the next several months or even years by the other two branches. Yeah, I mean, it's already crippled. But uh, the American bonds, or it's called treasuries, Yeah. whenever you're selling um, government bonds, these treasuries are being sold by other countries at faster than than at any other point in history. $77.35 billion worth were sold in, se- in December alone, with uh, $13.2 billion sold the month before that. It's just skyrocketing. They're trying. Of... No one wants to be left with the, uh, the bill at the end of the night, right? They just want to get rid of this worthless United States stock and uh, move on. Um, well, at least until things stabilize, you know what I mean? Because the markets are up and down, yeah. I mean, like... I, I really enjoyed it, and I don't think we talked about it last week, but I sometimes the news gives you kind of a, a little a beautiful um, little moment. And uh, I think it was last week Mike Pence went and spoke in front of some kind of European <laughs> some kind of European uh, delegation. And yes, gave, that's my that sad news. Go ahead. Oh, was, was that your? Oh, did I preempt your that sad news? No, not not at all. I mean, yes, but not at all. Go ahead and. Well, what was his speech? What specifically did he say? Because it was gorgeous. It was... Really, all I have down is that he went to Munich to uh, give a speech, and a viral vid came out of it of him saying Donald Trump's names and then pausing for applause. Right. Yeah, only that, to be yeah he was like, Donald, silence. the president Donald Trump sends you his greetings or something, and then he paused because that's where, uh, that's where the train seals at the rallies clap. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the applause line at the rallies. And it was Donald Trump, hoopadoopadoo. And it wasn't just quiet; it was like German, uncomfortable quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he just he looked shook. And as a guy who's done a lot of comedy and been on stage a lot, man, you talk about a joke not landing, or you're just going, <laughs> I oh, <laughs> he sweats a little bit and then kind of goes on with his speech. There's something so much worse about absolute silence instead of booze. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was um, actually reminds me of a time I told a uh, a joke in class, and it went over so poorly that I froze. I was like, "Oh shit, was that a racist word?" 
So I was talking about um, the, the Mongolians, and that was the punchline, is that those Mongolians, right? Or however it went, and no one said anything. It was like dead silence. I was like, oh, fuck, is that like a racist slang? God damn it. What, Mongolian? But, yeah, I didn't no. know. That's the but name that, of the but, people from Mongolia. Right, but just based on how quiet everyone got, I was like, oh, fuck me. What did I do? What did I do? Did I say <laughs> the wrong word? Did I say the N-word? I am what? Yeah, you got to be careful with that N-word, man. Um, yep. But it was great. Nigerians. It was, just, it was so like you know that like these people go. It's it's nice to see like Europe and other countries kind of vindicate how I feel because I do a lot of soul searching where I go. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I do have Trump derangement syndrome and I'm just being unfair uh, towards this regime. But then you look at the rest of the world and they're like, nope, <laughs> you're uh, right on the just... money, pal. It's just 33% of one party and one nation on Earth um, wholeheartedly loves everything he says and does, but they do, they've been indoctrinated right. into his but cult. They but do, they do so much so much political theater at their rallies where everyone's just, like, rabid and just like, woo, and, you know, like, lock them up, and, like, just like, you're like, oh, is that the whole country? Is that the whole world? No, it's not. It's a very small percentage. Yeah, it's also very bizarre that he keeps campaign. He's never stopped campaigning, right? After he stole the presidency, he just kept right on campaigning because that's all he knows how to do. Well, he knows how to stand him... in front of a crowd and says applaud lines. It's because it makes him feel good. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah that's so, a, does, that's so does all. golfing at Mar-a-Lago after declaring a national emergency. You know, I don't even know if we brought it up last time, but I was really mad that he's installing a $500,000 golf simulator in the White House. We did. And the last two times, actually. But then, like, he's still going to Mar-a-Lago, and I'm like, then why did we even waste the money on something you don't need to simulate anyway? What's like, even oh. better is that there was a golf simulator in the uh, in the White House already, and um, people are speculating that he wanted a better one because he couldn't beat Obama's high score on the other machine. That's beautiful, and I hope that's true. <laughs> I do, too. It's just a it's, it's a nice thought. I don't know if it's real. Oh but. yeah, I remember because last week I said I would just go out on the lighthouse lawn and tee up and hit balls at protesters. <laughs> I mean, what <laughs> are you gonna great. do? I got Secret Service, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm already the most like if some if a Freaky Friday swap happened tomorrow and I woke up and I was in Trump's body and he was in mine, I you know look, you as Trump, you've got some crazy carte blanche. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I'm yeah. in that man's yeah. body, it's either, yeah, I can do good no, stuff, or I'm already... even worse is if it was President Pat, because, you know, I would be um, punning at people while hitting golf balls at him. would be like, what? Are, are, are you saying that you're all uh, 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 very teed off at my position here? <laughs> Whack! But, yeah, like, that would be, I would just, I'd be like, before. I, I guess, you know, I would have to try to, like, undo all the stuff and make the world a better place. But before I did that, for at least a week... I'm just gonna be a douchebag. I'm gonna hit golf balls at. I'm gonna hit golf balls at people. Like I'm gonna go streaking through the White House. You know what I mean? Like God, I, I wish that those. Speaking of only having a week left, I wish that those rumors that um, Mueller's report was coming out next week was real, because they they would have dropped while Trump was going to see his best friend Kim Jong Un again for the second time. Well, so there's a couple scary things. I keep forgetting if we talked about this last week or not, but so, like, there's the very real fear that Trump is... Oh, he has already tried, but that, like, he's selling nuclear secrets to the Saudis? Uh, we have not brought that up yet. We haven't, but so that's a big thing, and, like, uh, that's very dangerous. Um, but then, like, there's also, like, he, so he's meeting with Kim Jong, so, like, how do yeah, we know he's and... not giving Kim Jong-un more, 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 more uh, um, you know, uh, hey. nuclear secrets, like... 
We don't. We don't know fuck all about it because just like with Vladimir Putin, he only has secret meetings with these horrible dictators who murder people. Uh, and he doesn't let anyone take notes of it. Like, even the translators aren't allowed to take notes about it. No one's allowed to say a word about it. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why is he... This is this is a dangerous animal who used dictators to get him into office, and now he wants to talk to them by himself. Well, clearly he's a fucking criminal who is a traitor to America, but, I mean, this... Shouldn't his followers at least be like, hey, maybe we should uh, know what he says to Putin? No, I mean, that's the thing. Remember, it's a cult. So I've got a... Uh, so speaking about news while we're unpacking stuff, I remember this the other day. So I wanted to ask you this, because I'm... I'm kind of torn on it, but I, this is a very interesting, uh, very interesting thing that happened in both the United States uh, and Britain uh, recently. I'm gonna give you the the news from from London first. Um, All right. So there is a woman named uh, Shamima Begum, uh, or Begum. She was a teenager four years ago. She fled uh, London and went to become uh, an ISIS bride. Basically, she joined the Islamic State and married one of those guys. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and so she's over there, you know, death to the West and all that stuff. And uh, I guess it went badly. Um, you know, ISIS is not doing really well. And uh, so, so the British, the British Foreign Office informed her family uh, that uh, she is not allowed to come back. They're they're revoking her citizenship. Well, no shit. Why would they give her citizenship once she goes to join ISIS? Well, she had citizenship, but Britain has a law in the books, I think it was in like 1971, that says, uh, oh yeah, under British law, the Home Secretary can revoke citizenship if it is conductive to the public good and if it does not make a person stateless. So as long as she has a state, like she's a citizen of another country, um, they can revoke her citizenship, right? So on the surface, so all, all this seems on the up and up to me so far. It so seems it seems pretty much it seems on like the the cut and dry, right? Right. Um, it says she's a British citizen by birth, and she never applied for dual nationality. I guess her family's from Bangladesh, so technically they're making her stateless. So she's not she's not a she's not a um, she's not a, a, a citizen of Bangladesh. So technically they can't really do it. She's appealing it right now. Oh. Um, now, the other one is in America. An American-born woman who joined ISIS uh, was also told that she is not allowed to return. Now, I don't think I don't know if that's true. That we can arrest her upon return, but I don't well, think we can just here's, say don't here's, return. Here's the rub with um, um, let, me, let me find her name again so I can give you her name because um, I just had the American woman's name uh, and it doesn't tell. Oh, there it goes. Honda uh, Mathuna. Um, so, uh, Honda Mathuna went and joined, uh, and was death to America, married an ISIS fighter, and he died, and she's in a refugee camp, and so they said they won't let her back in. Now, the reason that she's technically not a citizen, and I didn't know this, her father was a, uh, diplomat, and so everyone born on American soil or in American territory or under American jurisdiction is an American citizen, except for the children of diplomats. That seems weird. What? Yeah. When did that become a law? I guess it's always been that way because diplomats are going to bring, you know, are going to come over. But if they have kids here, their kids aren't American. Um, so she escaped. She has a child. She's a refugee. Um, so she's told that she can't come back. Um, so it seems on the up and up, right? You go, you go, you go overseas. You join yeah. somebody fighting against the United States, and yeah. you know that's basically treason, right? But. Right. 
here's the problem with the people that the, the two women that this is happening to is that they're both Muslim, uh, and that's kind of the idea. Like, if you remember, uh, there was a guy. I think his name was John Walker Lynn back in like when we were in high school. He was an American-born guy. He went and joined uh, the Taliban and got captured, and they didn't deny his... They didn't tell him, don't come back. Um, so it's this kind of idea of, like, we're not. We're only applying it against Muslim people. Well, yeah, that does seem fucked up, I'll say. But also, yeah. maybe that other guy who joined the Taliban shouldn't have been let back in. Like, maybe we're just clamping down more on it now. That, yeah. that, that's a possible argument. It could be. It's just, it's just difficult to decide, like... If you go and basically commit treason against your country, should you be allowed back in? I mean, I certainly think that Trump and his entire family should be fucking exiled to, like, I don't know, Easter yeah. Island? <laughs> what, what's the place that's not too bad? No, no, no. I want them to be alone with their... I want that family to be alone on an island with itself. Oh, you know where I want to uh, see uh, Trump and the other the Trumpets uh, banished to? Where? Fucking Christmas Island. Have you seen that place? It is no. fucking terrifying. There are giant crabs there that look like giant spiders. Like enormous, like, I don't know, pit bull-sized spiders that just walk around. But they're crabs. But they look like spiders. They're coconut crabs. Uh, Google them. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, I guess what, what should happen with this is instead of just being told, don't come back, uh, I mean, I think, should, I think it should be up to a court. And that's kind of where I go with everything. Um... If you're talking about something as important as removing citizenship or or banning somebody and basically making them stateless, right. uh, I think that they need to go to court. And I think that there there should be like an international court for stuff like this. Yeah. You know? Um, but like personally, like if it was applied evenly, I would say, yeah, if you, if you go to a foreign place and get in and fight against the United States... Uh, uh, maybe you shouldn't come back, but we don't apply it evenly, and that's kind of the problem. Yeah, and maybe we should just toss it off to let the courts decide. And that's a, well, that's the thing though; they're not but, doing that. They're they're not take they're not. Well, I mean, they're no, fighting. So I mean, they're, right now, who who is making this decision? Just a random faceless person in the government somewhere. Yeah. Then yeah, let, let's have some accountability here at least. Let's know the judge's name and face. Well, I found out. So they're they're trying to argue right now. I, I read a little bit more. Um, so all right, this is super weird, and I guess I understand this now. If you're a diplomat and you have a kid in this country, the reason your kid is not technically a citizen of this country is because you are under the jurisdiction of your home country. It's like you have diplomatic immunity, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of like every every uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, every embassy is basically like sovereign soil. All right, well, just don't have them at that embassy. Have them off it. But I think that you, even if you're off the embassy grounds, you're still the diplomat is considered under jurisdiction. Um, ah, maybe. But I mean, if you have diplomatic immunity, you should also have immunity to that law that prevents them from uh, having yeah. citizenship. Well, her father's not a not a diplomat anymore. That was just when she was born. Uh, but people are arguing that her father had been discharged by the time she was born, uh, and her mother was a permanent resident. So it's like it's very technical, but oh, it looks. There you go. Yeah, it seems technically she's a U.S. citizen, and you shouldn't be able to strip birthright citizenship. I, I, it's like how that one uh, Washington Post guy uh, was hacked up alive with a, um, a 
saw and they tried to argue trump tried to argue well or no it was hucka sanders hucka sanders tried to argue that he wasn't technically a u.s citizen so we shouldn't care or have to do anything about it but he was a naturalized citizen was you talking about jamal right. khashoggi yeah 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 he was he was a citizen but hucka sanders tried to say he wasn't and that's the bigger problem with this is it's not it's not just about like treason and this and the other but like it just so happens that anybody we don't care about or that we strip citizenship from generally turns out to not be uh, white. You know, that's the that's the issue. And I, I'm always like, no, man, fucking get some lawyers, hash it out in court, let the court decide. That's ultimately where things should go. That should be how the system works, not old fat, lumpy face Pompeo making... You know, uh, uh, everyone speeches. in the Trump administration needs to just be shot out of a cannon already. They, they don't have to be fired out of it into the sun, but maybe I like into the so ocean. I'm so glad you said out of a cannon at the end of that because I was like, well, we're going to have to do a fucking delete around this. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was no, like, no, I was no. Just... he finally just came out and was like, we should shoot him up. Nope. Mm, let it do. Swing low, sweet shit. Uh, fire him out of a cannon, out of a, <laughs> into the ocean, right? Give him a swimming chance. But there should be a lot of sharks in chummed water. That's all I'm saying. No, I just I think they should be locked <laughs> on an island with themselves. I think that would be the worst thing that could happen is just we just deport them to Trump Island and it's just a, uh, <laughs> it's bigly. They've got supplies, but they have it's to surrounded by water. Okay, yeah, they, big, big water, big water, ocean water. It's very to, very wet. From they the have to rough water. it. They don't have servants. You know what I mean? They can't leave like Elba and, Island and like they do with Napoleon. And we flood it with coconut crabs. Yeah, with coconut crabs. They're they're not hostile crabs, by the way. They're just fucking terrifying. Yeah. Well, they're not hostile until they are, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So. so uh, yeah. Well, you got a, You got a news story because I was going to get into something a little bit complicated about foreign affairs, but you've. I know you've got a ton of notes too. I have a few things. So, um, about Trump's tax returns. Uh, when? So when? Fuck the Mueller investigation. When are those coming out? Because they're 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 moving on it, right? They are moving on it, but guess what? New Jersey started moving. Oh on it. my God! Yeah, you're, dude. I'm this so is, glad. I'm so glad is, you prepare for this podcast. I don't, and you're just reminding me of like all these. Basically, oh, the yeah. thing that New Jersey did is kind of like me having a sex dream and then remembering it later and going, "That was amazing." Ah, yes, it was so good. I can't believe that uh, B. Arthur showed up. Hey, but, you yeah. say what you will, man. Don't put B. Arthur down. B. Arthur. No, right. no, I just remember, like, the, the first issue of um, Deadpool and Cable. They, um, it's uh, Deadpool sitting on the couch, and it's like, and coming up next, the most beautiful woman in America is, and he's like, B. Arthur. And they're like, someone else! And he's like, B. Arthur! And he yells at the TV and throws the remote. I mean, I dig it, yeah. Well, so, yeah, so, so lay, down the, lay, lay down the fucking shit that New Jersey's doing. And God, who thought that great news would come out of New Jersey? But I guess after right? Chris Christie stopped sucking up all the air, you know, some yeah. good things happened. They actually tried to do this before, but Chris Christie vetoed it. And where is he now? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's at home rethinking his life choices. Side, side note, side note. Do you think that Chris Christie vetoes things the way Kirby operates in Smash Brothers? <laughs> like, you're <laughs> like, all right, all right. Wait, that's Yoshi. <laughs> Mr. Governor, we need you to sign this. And he just sucks up all the papers into his <laughs> mouth. And you're like, uh, what, is that? what is he doing? Uh, that means he vetoes it. He's like Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> He's, well, he sucked in the, the paperwork and one of the aides. He'll spit them out in the wild, don't worry. <laughs> They'll come out as a star and kill a duck. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I like how people, if anybody's listening to this, they're like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I mean, Kirby, the main, the main boss, is a duck, so... I didn't anyway. know that because I've never actually played a Kirby game. I had, for the... 
for most of my life, I'd only played the very first one ever, which was uh, Kirby Streamland for Game Boy. Yeah. And Kirby couldn't gain powers in that one, so I never knew what anyone was talking about when they're like, yeah, and he changed his hats and his powers turned different. I'm like, what? But anyway. Yeah. So Congress can subpoena to get his tax returns, but you know what else uh, people can do? States can choose who the fuck they want to kick off the ballots when they're running for president. And New Jersey just passed a law that anyone who has not released their tax returns cannot be on the ballot for president. So Trump will not be on the ballot in New Jersey come 2020 if he has not released his uh, tax returns and if he isn't in prison or you know impeached by now them. here's the here's the problem with that and i don't i hate to be the the, the the naysayer but i feel like i gotta present the other side of that even though i think this argument is kind of bullshit it kind of holds uh it holds um it holds a little bit of water so the problem or the danger they say with doing that is allowing states to add obstacles to running for office could get out of hand um and this is why, because I don't, I think it'll go to court, and I don't think, I don't know if it'll stand or not, because I don't know uh, if the state can override the Fed going, we have this extra thing to put a president on the ballot. Maybe, I mean, the whole it's thing a, about tax returns is insane, because, here's the thing, every other position in government requires you to release your tax returns. President is the only one that really? says it's not required. Yes, yes, I didn't, I didn't president. President of the U.S. is the only one that doesn't require you to release your tax returns. Every other public office does require you to. The thing is, is that people have always, it's always just been assumed that people do it. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, Up that's until the, now, Trump yeah. is the first time that's ever been challenged. And it's just like there's so many, you know, abuses of power that he's been doing because it's never been a law that he couldn't do it. Yeah. It's always just been assumed that the president wouldn't do it. Um, but I think it's, a, it's an interesting states' rights issue. Um can states add stipulations for you to be on the ballot? Um, because I know if New Jersey does, I believe the other states are going to also do it, especially right. if it passes. Because like but a lot you, of them are going to be like liberal states. We need like Texas to do this if we really want it to matter. But I mean, look, if you got California, like New York, uh, those are big states to not even be allowed to run in if you don't release your tax returns. Mm. You know what I mean? Not to mention all the other small states. So, like, so there, you, I mean, there are already things that all the states put put out there. Like, for instance, um, the only way to be guaranteed to even have a chance on a ballot is your party had to have gotten at least five percent of the votes the previous uh, right, election yeah. cycle, so they can already keep people off so, the ballot that are running for yeah, president. And that's my want. problem with the you know they talk about election hurdles. I go, this isn't a bad hurdle. And if you want to talk about hurdles, there's some other stuff that should probably be kicked like, out. Like, uh, um, what's the Starbucks guy's name again? Oh, um, oh my god. I just but, I, I just keep calling him, hey, asshole. Um, is it uh, Schultz? I believe it's like I, Schultz. I don't know. So, uh, Starbucks wants to run for president, but he wants to run third party? I don't know if he's going to be able to get on the ballots in any of the states. Like, he says he's going to get on all of them, and being a billionaire, I'm sure he could find a way. But that's, uh, that's going to be an uphill battle for him. That's... Having your name on the ballot's not a given thing. Well, all third parties really do. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's Howard Schultz. All third parties really do. Um, honestly, a lot of times is just if they do gain a following, they just shave votes from whatever party they're most close to. And I think if he shaves votes from anybody, it'll probably be the Republican Party. That'd be uh, amazing. I, I can't imagine him shaving votes from the Democrat. Like, and it's crazy um, if you listen to Howard Schultz. I've never wanted to just, like, 
you know, uh, just stuff a, a dirty pair of socks in someone's mouth before. Um, <laughs> there was the interview he went on where he's like, I don't like to be, I don't, I think billionaire is a bad term. I think we should be called people of means. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like the plight of people saying, look, we need to be called people of color, not even colored people, because you got to put the people first. And all those arguments are legitimate. Then he comes out there and shits on that argument by pretending like billionaires an affliction. I'm going to go ahead and say this, and this is a pretty easy problem to solve. If I go, damn, oh, I'm a billionaire. What do I do? Stop being a billionaire, asshole. Give it away. If yeah, it's a exactly. problem, if you don't like being called, a, it's like, I don't like being poor. But I can't really fix that until you I get on a... You can't give away your poorness. Yeah, it's like I can't be like, Shh, I'm going to trade this poor thing in to be a person of means. If you don't mm -hmm. want to be a billionaire, don't be a billionaire, asshole. Um, and then uh, there was the other thing where they asked him some questions about, like, what would you do about, like, the problems with, like, race and, like, you know, what's happening with, like, inequality and stuff like that. And he was he just would like... Win. That's he his just, problem with race. He just goes like, "I grew up in a in a something like I grew up in a tough neighborhood, you know. I don't I don't see color, and uh, it's like I was watching um uh, what's his name on the Daily Show, and he was just like, that's fucking stupid. You have to see color, like Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah. But like, you're rich. How are you not better prepared? And how are you this out of touch? I don't know. But, I mean, you've got the money to do that plot line from the Batman animated series where, like, Batman was like, I gotta find out who's killing the homeless. So he dresses up... You don't remember that? He dresses up like the homeless and then gets kidnapped and put on a work farm? I don't remember people killing the homeless in the animated series. Well, they were kidnapping them and taking them to, like, a work farm. Oh, gotcha. My point is, if you wanted to see what people want, why don't you go get a job at a Starbucks, you idiot? Like... Why don't you go get a job at a Circle K if he really wants to see assholes? But yeah. People tend to, what do you call it, be slightly less assholeish whenever they go into a Starbucks than they do when they go into a Circle K. That's not true. Starbucks is just a more affluent kind of asshole. That's all it is. Well, I mean, I'd rather have an affluent... Well, okay, that's probably a grass is green on, greener on the other side. They issue. suck just as bad, and they're just as annoying. I'm telling you, go to a Starbucks at 8 in the morning anywhere in the country. Go to a... Go, you know what? Are they open I, then? Yeah, I think I'd rather go to a Circle K at like 2 in the morning where everybody's drunk and fucked up and high, because at least those are my people. Yeah. You know, in Starbucks, it's all soccer moms and fucking just like people that are have just enough money to like be annoying, but like not really enough to like just go somewhere else. Thumbs and hoes and one-eyed pimps down the alleyway they creep. They're all your friends when you work at the Circle K. Rum. Yeah, exactly. That's that. But uh, yeah. So fuck Schultz. Uh, fuck him in his stupid billionaire ass. People of means. Yep. yep, yep. Fucking moron. Anyway, how do we get on Schultz? Sorry, I just... Uh. Speaking of uh, billionaires, do you want to hear of my uh, In Pesky Plumber news? I like that we have a segment called In Pesky Plumber News. That's great. Let's let's talk about pesky plumbers. In Pesky Plumber News, he's going to get those plumbers! Because a guy named Bowser just took over as boss of Nintendo of America. Um, Do you think that he... I don't know anything about this guy, but do you think that just, like, he got picked on, like, his whole life, and he's like, you, you keep making fun of me. One day, I'm going to take over Nintendo, and my name is finally going to mean something. Like, or is he just, like, a Japanese guy whose parents really love the company? Uh, I think it's the prior. You think I, I mean, this is, this is Nintendo of America, not Nintendo of Japan. Is that his first name or his last name? 
his last name. He's uh, Doug Bowser. <laughs> it sounds so like someone... one of Bowser's kids. <laughs> You've defeated Doug Bowser. Go on to the next castle. <laughs> someone already put a um, a mesh together of uh, the opening to Doug and a uh, Bowser's theme song. That is just that is just wonderful. Um, that's great. Good for Nintendo. Good for them. Yeah, and the last guy's leaving it in a um in really good shape because in the last five years the biggest um like problems Nintendo has had is running out of merchandise too fast. So fast that they've been accused of artificial scarcity. Well, I will say this committing about Nintendo. Artificial sca- they did scarcity. a thing and they did it right. Um, they came out with the Wii that was different, so they can they kind of set their console up to compete in a different marketplace than like the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, they they have no interest of competing with uh, Sony and Microsoft which when is, it comes to consoles. They just they always do their own thing, which is really great. And then they came out with the Switch, which is a completely different thing than what the PS4 uh, and the Xbox 360 are doing. Um, which is cool that like they're 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 able to innovate and like continue to go on and do like different stuff than the other things. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, you ready for international news? Yes. Well, let's do some. Let's do one more domestic thing real quick, and then we'll move on to uh, international news. All right. So I was really annoyed that this didn't grab more headlines. Um, the, uh, and a Coast Guard officer, uh, and I know you've heard about this. He uh, he was a self-described white nationalist, uh, and he was a domestic terrorist, um, and he got arrested because he had a ton of weapons and a hit list of important. Uh, Democratic, like, senators and, like, people, uh, Democrats and journalists, uh, including people at CNN and NSNBC, uh, including AOC, and I swear to God, if you hurt a hair on her head, I will hunt you down. Um, Yep. And, like... That's coming from us, her official, unofficial podcast. Yeah, so this was a guy that was basically working for the United States Coast Guard, stockpiling weapons. The only reason he got caught is because he was fucking stupid. Hmm. He was Googling, like, stuff on his work computers, and someone was like, Hey, uh, who's looking up how to kill uh, AOC with anthrax? Yeah, the, um, see, that's... Whenever people say, um, if people don't have that... If you illegalize guns, people can just build a bomb and do that. That's one of my counter-arguments is, well, you see, guns are legal, so people can just buy guns and no one can say, that's suspicious, we should do something. But if people try to build a bomb, they have to buy bomb-making parts, they have to look up stuff about it, they have to yeah. actually have a, They actually have to know what they're doing to put it together right. Because remember, the underwear bomber only set his own crotch on fire. He wasn't able to blow up the plane because he didn't know what he was doing. And... This guy, because he had to Google anthrax or whatever, that's not just a thing you can buy. Second Amendment says I can have anthrax. Nope, you gotta Google it. It's not legal for people to have it. And Um, so that's how he was able to be caught. So if guns were illegal, at least we could be like, hey, that person's buying a lot of AK-47s. That's illegal. We need to, like, report them before they go on a mass shooting. So this is really bad. So, um... It It just, it gives you the ability to stop crimes before it happens, is what I'm saying. So he was charged with illegal possession of a firearm and ammunition, as well as possession of the criminal substance, uh, Tramadol, um, but in a memo uh, requesting his detention. So he's he's detained. He's not even out. Like, you know, a lot of times you get arrested, you get out on bail. He's not even out. Uh, The government said those charges are, (laughs) the government said those charges are the, quote, proverbial tip of the iceberg. Reminded me of Roger Stone whenever he talked about being out on bail, but so, that, that'll come later. So yeah, so he's he's basically arrested. Um, he espoused extremist and white supremacist views. Um, 
he 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 had manifestos of this guy named Anders Brevik, a Norwegian who uh, was convicted of a terror attack that killed 77 people. He stockpiled steroids and human growth hormone to increase his ability to conduct attacks. Um, <laughs> this is a very dangerous guy, and the fact that there's not Sounds more focus like on this. Um, I was talking to you about this the other day, but so this is the problem um, with the world we live in today, the post-9-11 world. Um, and from what I understand, so before 9-11, uh, you know, the FBI and, like, everything, uh, law enforcement agencies were heavily invested in, like, you know, watching domestic terrorism and white supremacist groups and stuff like that, right? Right. Um, but after 9-11, everything changed to counterterrorism. And when that happened, it kind of allowed domestic terrorist groups to kind of explode. Like, like when you stop yep. treating an infection, it just gets worse. Yes. And it's and, gotten a lot worse in the last two years, too, yeah. and, for the and, reasons you would think. And, yeah, and so it's because we've been so focused on uh, foreign terrorism for so long, and we've kind of, like, uh, put domestic terrorism on the backboard. And a lot of people forget that before 9-11, the worst thing to happen on American soil, uh, terrorist attack-wise, was Timothy McVeigh blowing up the Oklahoma City building. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, so this is just kind of a symptom of, like the FBI needs, uh, the government itself needs to reorient itself and start uh, again working on domestic terrorism and white nationalist groups and stuff. Yep. So yeah, yep, that was just yep. a big thing. What, what bothers me is instead of, because I'm not even going to go into the news story, but uh, just briefly, instead of this, everybody's focused on that actor from um, Empire who said he was the victim of a hate crime, but like had set it up and perpetrated yeah. against himself. Yeah, he hired two uh, actors. One of them was like a um, a stuntman from Empire itself, right? Yeah. And he paid them with a check, and that's how he was caught. But it's also like, so all they're gonna do is they're gonna they, he's gonna be charged for filing a false police report. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's dumb, and he should probably be fired from the show. But that's not national news. But people are using it as a springboard. Like you see, right here, hate crimes are fake. See, this guy yeah, faked it. Was this uh, what Bill Maher said? Was uh, this sort of plays into Fox News's narrative that uh, racism is imaginary and just made up by the lying liberal media? It's all a hoax. Racism's a hoax. Yeah, because you know all those people and during this the gym. Does play into it because this guy paid these people to commit a racist attack against him. And, and you know, of course, all those people during the Jim Crow era, we all know that they fake hung themselves. <laughs> um, you know, and that the Ku Klux Klan is a Jewish conspiracy and does not actually exist. I mean, people did used to say that, um, what was it, that uh, all, the, all the black people were fine back in the day before Equal Rights came along and they got all up at it. I don't know what the problem with them were. I, you know, I don't know. I guess because I'm pretty, like, fluid and I, I, I'm willing to move around, you know, leave my home and move to another state and all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, um, I feel like if I was, if I was black... And living in the United States, especially like, uh, you know, like the 30s through like the 60s and 70s, I think I would have packed up and fucking left for another country. Mm. Um, there was an article that I had briefly started reading before this. Uh, you, you're, are you familiar with Route 66? I know the song. Yeah, it's a song. Get, get your a, kicks on Route 66. Yeah, it's a famous uh, highway. I believe it runs from like Chicago to Vegas or something through like the heartland of america whatever's a famous route and it's kind of it's fallen into disrepair now it's like a historic highway but it's you know interstates have taken over uh but this new story was about the number of these things called sundown towns that existed along route 66 do you know what a sundown town is uh, no are they haunted and abandoned 
I, God, that would be much better. No, a sundown town is a town, and they exist all over the United States, where basically, if you were black, you were not allowed, you, you would be arrested or killed if you were found out after sundown. Oh. Or like well, driving, driving through or trying to stop to get gas or anything, you would be killed or arrested. In the 30s? Or is this something that's happening like... More recently. No, this went all the way up into probably the 60s and 70s, and I, I knew people, I was told, that there were still kind of sundown towns that existed in places like Georgia up into the 80s. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I just read that, and I'm just like, God, I would fucking leave. I just, fuck this. I don't know how anybody puts up with this bullshit. Mm. I mean, I know it's not that easy to leave. It costs money. It takes time and this, that, and the other. But like, you have roots. You don't want to give everything up. You know what uh, I mean? There's the there's the overall point of you know why should I leave? Why don't they fucking leave if they have the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not. But, I, and I'm not nah, saying nah, nah. that. I'm not saying that like, well, black people just leave. Like, I get it. It's I want to go back to Africa. <laughs> it's hard to go places. Um, but I'm just the just the horror of like. Every time I read something historical, I just find some new awful stuff, especially in the United States especially perpetrated towards black people and I'm like this is no wonder there was a back to Africa movement after the uh, Civil War ended no fucking shit like uh, a bunch of people are like we're, we're getting on a boat and we're getting the fuck out of here uh, speaking of sundown towns though do you want to hear my that's cute news for the week yeah is it about sundown towns <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing an amazing like segue that's cute <laughs> oh, so um you know, GM, good old GM car manufacturer. Yeah. They uh they used those big beautiful tax cuts that they got from the GOP tax scam. They uh they've used it now to um to let their CEO uh, pocket another private island worth of bonus money, and then they laid off four thousand employees, precisely the opposite of what the GOP said their tax scam bill would do. A womp womp. Well, I mean, because that's what that's what unincentivized capitalism does. Yep. It's uh, it just encourages the rich to get richer and fuck everyone else over. Because look, if you really wanted, uh, it's class to... warfare for you to be saying things like that. Fox News told me. Well, I'm tired of people handing their having their hand in my pocket, and the people that have the biggest hand in my pocket are the people that pay no taxes and have a ton of money, which is the ultra wealthy. Yeah, that's why they have their tax havens to make sure they never have to pay any money. And then what itty bitty amount they do keep over here, they want to push the tax rates down to zero and yeah. call it class warfare. If you say, well, maybe y'all should pay the same that the rest of us does, the I rest mean, of us pay, or a hell of a lot more because they have a lot more. Like, absolutely, it's, not... it's class warfare, and it will be. Um, if you look at the what people had to do just to unionize back in the day, people had to fucking die to get like. Uh, I don't want to work here because my leg got cut off and y'all charged me, y'all docked my pay. Like, people had to die to get that to stop. Yeah, damn. But, I mean, people like Fox News, like uh, you were saying in, uh, at another time, it's uh, a bunch of millionaires at Fox News being told what to do by billionaires. Yeah. And the billionaires say, you know, we have to push this narrative so that we can absolutely maximize profit basically, to squeeze every penny out of our employees. They're basically... Uh, um, you remember that little guy that was the mouthpiece for Lord Sauron in uh, uh, Lord of the Rings? Yep. And he was like, Lord Sauron says if you throw down your weapons, he'll let you live in the salt mines. That's, <laughs> that's basically what those people are. They're like, my billionaire overlords say that if you pay all the taxes, they'll let you work for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
minimum meaning, uh, you know, well, actually, they are going to get rid of minimum wage, and then you shall work for the salt that covers your crackers. <laughs> you know, I want to correct you about the, the tax, the tax thing. You know, you're saying the tax thing isn't working, right? The tax cut? The, yes. I just want to tell you, uh, <clears throat> let's see if I can do this right. Oh, I'm afraid you're quite mistaken, young Patrick. The new tax code <laughs> is quite operational. When your friends arrive, they'll make minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the fucking emperor. Like, we are living in Star Wars, but without laser swords, without superpowers. Imagine how bad Star Wars, that world would have sucked if they were just like, they had no powers and the emperor's like, I'm passing a new tax law. Like, you know, because that's the Star Wars we deserve. Like, not the great battles, but just like, the little, the little bits and, like, what do you call it, you know, where, like, there's another massacre on a planet. And they're like, hey, what do you think about these? That was no massacre. They're all fake. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> do you think that um, lumpy Sean Hannity is uh, our world's Jar Jar Binks? Um, no, because, because Hannity is, Hannity's like one of those guys that Vader would choke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, he'd be one of those guys that if they put him in charge of stuff, they'd be like, why isn't the new Death Star complete? And he's like, well, I, the, the Rebels, but I, we're working as hard as we can. And then he would just get choked. Um, <laughs> that's who he is. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, he's, he's no Jar Jar. Um, but, uh, yeah, fucking. Because uh, there's things that, like, we know that work with the tax rate stuff that we can go back to where, like, and I'm trying to remember how to explain it. You can probably explain it better what is it like the 90% tax rate to where if you go over a certain point you're taxed heavily so it incentivizes people to find a way to redistribute that money either into infrastructure or employee pay so they don't get taxed at a higher rate right right they actually reinvest their money into their business and into America rather right. than just pocketing all out of it they That's... try to pocket fuckloads of it then a shitload of what they're trying to pocket gets taxed. Right. And that's what and, it means. Uh, that, that's... that doesn't mean that someone who is worth $10 billion is suddenly worth $1 because they were taxed 90%. It's not, they'll still be worth $10 billion, but that extra billion they try to pocket this year yeah. will suddenly go down to $100 million, which is still a fuckload more money than most people will ever see in their lifetime or their entire family, their entire lineage will ever see in and, their lifetime. You know, AOC said something that I totally agree with and I wish this narrative would catch on is that billionaires are a threat to democracy. Yeah. The ability to accrue to They much... actually are right now because they have so much fucking control and they're not using that control for good. They're using it to empower themselves, so to the make reason, themselves better. The reason our forefathers set up this government was because A, they love slaves and B... Um, they realize that too much power in the hands of a single individual is dangerous. Um, that's why our government set up the way it is, and we need to we need to set that up outside the government because anytime people begin accruing, also like, and I'm just gonna throw this out there, and you can call this class war. Who the fuck needs ten billion dollars? Oh, and that's a ludicrous amount of money. It is. It is a ridiculous amount of money. Like, it is a Scrooge McDuck amount of fucking money. No one needs that. And this will, well, if you work hard for it, show me somebody that worked super hard. Show me what $10 billion worth of work looks like. You can't yeah. do it. I guarantee you cannot show me uh, how someone deserves $10 billion. Uh, no. I, there is no job I have worked, and I have worked some horrible, hard, back-breaking jobs. 
Those were not $10 billion jobs. You know Usually what I mean? the harder you work, the less it's worth. It's whenever you just sit around on a desk and push a pencil back and forth that you get $10 billion. And they try to argue that like it'll incentivize people to be successful. And I'm like, you really think that it, if someone's like, if I can't have 10, I'm, I, I quit. Like, <laughs> I only got $1 billion? Fuck it. Like, no. you got live! Yeah, you got to be fight. There got to be limits, man. Like, fight $10 billion fucking dollars. Uh, you know, you I don't, don't like... understand, Peter. My private yacht only has a big enough pool for the medium-sized private yacht to swim around in it. I don't like, um, I don't like the the robber barons of the uh, Gilded Age. But what is interesting about them was they all got real scared when they got old and knew they were gonna die, <laughs> and so they all started like building libraries and like concert halls and stuff. Um, and Andrew Carnegie went so far as to like he, he subscribed this idea that if you die rich, you're a disgrace. Because it's a fucking waste. So he fucking got rid of all his goddamn money before he died. Like, he, he devoted the rest of his life to being like, I gotta get rid of this money or Jesus isn't gonna let me into heaven. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the right takeaway to have from the Bible if you've ever read it. The Bible hates rich people. It really does. Yeah, that's what's so weird about, like, we, we are in a weird world where, like, these rich people are, like, you know, pushing the Bible. And I'm like... You do realize that this Bible says that above many things, you're a piece of shit, right? I mean, all they do is just point to the passages that um, are good for manipulating the masses. You know, like, um, hate gay people! Well, I think that the Bible's got some stronger language against fucking uh, billionaires. I wish the Bible had just come out a little bit more harsh towards billionaires. And I guess maybe at the time... You know, the whole, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Maybe Vice that was like a big yeah. thing back then. There was people like... Yeah, no, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah, people are like, I know what a camel is. I got a lot of needles. Damn. And like, you know, take the needle out to the camel and go, go through. Shit. Uh, what but was it, the show where they were um, like trying to make really small camels or needles with really big eyes? Yeah, it was an old Saturday Night Live skit where the guy's like, our lawyers are looking into the legality of this. We're also melting down camels and pouring them through the eye of needles. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised that's just not on Fox News now. But, like, yeah, if you truly, if you are truly a, a, a Bible-following person, um, you should shun rich people because fuck them. Like, yep. you know, eat the goddamn rich. It's one of my favorite yep. new things. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, it's, we're not so, asking... People, we're not asking for under. We're just. We're, if you look at basic human nature, anytime you're allowed to accrue power and wealth without limit, uh, that's human nature. You lose touch and you won't stop. Well, so speaking of um, losing touch and not stopping, we have a new shout out this week. What? We got yeah. another listener. Yeah, we um, we got another five star review on uh, on iTunes. What did that? What was the name of the person? Uh, mysterious friend. That's it. Just said um, mysterious like, friend. That was it. Yeah. Yep. Like always, we give shoutouts to anyone who gives us a review, no matter the stars. But this latest one from a mysterious friend is the anonymous donor of the all caps rating of uh, "Put It in Your Ear Hole," which is sound advice. <laughs> I like the pun there too. Put it in your ear hole. Now, this may be a good friend of mine, and I won't. Uh, I won't unmask him on the show. He likes his anonymity. This may be a good friend I talked to the other day, and I was like, "Hey, by the way, if you get time, just go on, give us a rating and a thing. We're trying to get on iTunes, whatever." I wonder if that was. I guess I wonder if that was him, or I wonder if my slow networking one person a year is slowly <laughs> getting us a grassroots movement. Possibly. But speaking of grassroots movement, we officially have 
enough ratings to have a customer rating average. Before, they're always like not enough ratings to um, have an average. We actually have a customer average now, which We're... is uh, which puts us up to being an official five star podcast. Um... Our, our, our average is five stars. Fuck yeah. Anyone listening to this right now, you are listening to premium content. This is terrible because this means I'm going to actually have to start doing work. No, no, we're we're perfect now. If we do anything else, we're deviating from perfection. They're just going to roll it up and be like, this is it. Sorry, this is the best. You've reached us at, at peak. Peak Pete yep. and Pat, we're done. <laughs> peak Pete, peak Pat. Yep. So, uh, speaking of uh, five stars. Maybe we should, we should try um, to do stuff just in case we... Um, ever get discovered by a third listener well i'm mad that really angry guy that we accused of being a russian bot that we argued with on facebook never came back and just gave us a shit rating yeah he i don't think most people um bother giving ratings or uh, caring that much but it was fun getting like comments from someone i just want hate mail that's all i want i want to be able to be like what's in the hate mail bag today pat and be like well uh in hate mail from uh you know alabama this guy says libtards fuck off and die and for that we salute you yes um so speaking we salute you speaking of five star reviews uh you want to hear about who doesn't have a five star review yes venezuela Venezuela? What are they up to? So, if you haven't been, like, following the... the, I had to pull up a timeline. It's very... It's not complicated, but it's just, like... So, um... Venezuela is facing a huge, huge, like, hyperinflation. Like, no no food on the, the, the grocery store shelves. People are leaving by the millions, you know? That sounds like North Korea. The no food on the grocery store shelves? The other countries around them have, like, sealed the borders and stuff. You know, they're not letting people go. Um... So it's come down to uh, you have uh, a guy who was the country's president, Nicolas Maduro, and you have uh, this other guy, Juan, Juan Guido, Juan Guaido. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a dispute over the election, so Juan, Juan Guaido is being supported by the international community saying, I'm the president. Maduro says, I'm the president. And so, you know, it's really bad in Venezuela. And what makes me mad about it is that like, these people are suffering and uh, the Fox News people are going, you see where socialism gets you? You want us to be oh another God. Venezuela? Look, most countries in Latin America that are suffering and not doing well, um, and in Central America, are doing so because of disastrous U.S. intervention policy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I could go on and on. We've started civil wars. We've deposed democratically elected presidents and put in dictators. Done a bunch of stuff all over. Um and so uh, Venezuela was, was run by this guy named Chavez, who was a, a dictator, uh, horribly mismanaged the country. Um, they had all their money in oil wealth. Oh. You know, oil prices dropped, and the country just, you know, because of the corruption, fell apart. Yeah. It's very similar to uh, how Trump is a fucking moron, a dictator wannabe, and he's badly mismanaging America. But uh, the fundamentals of the American economy is still very strong. So it'll take more than two years of Trump to completely destroy us. So, but it's going to take decades for us to repair the damage he's doing. Well, what scares me about this is, um, you know, Trump is and the, the, the U.S. government is flirting with the idea of, like, invading Venezuela. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like... You Isn't know. that like um, that one asshole had like the the notepad under his arm? Uh, Six thousand, four thousand troops to Venezuela. Oh, you're He's talking, just walking around. You talking about you talking about Bolton? Yeah, it was yeah. just caught on camera. It's like, oh, his notes are facing out. 
his um, war also, notes. Who in the fucking government just writes down things on fucking notepads? Come on, man. Um, Trump people. So they're trying to send aid to Venezuela, and Maduro is like blocking the the, the aid with uh, with troops. Um, right. Some troops are defecting. Some of the aid got set on fire. Like fifty people got killed when the troops started firing on people. Um, it's a mess, and I'm just like. I'm worried that they're going to be like, duh, 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 America to the rescue. Oh, this is fucked. How do we get America, out of here? America, yeah. fuck yeah. Come on, yeah. America. We got to go police the world. Yeah, and it's just like, there's a better way to probably diplomatically handle this. But like, um, Maduro is not letting the aid in because uh, according to him, uh, he goes, Venezuelans are not beggars. <laughs> uh, and it's like uh, he he had a put a video on Twitter of him driving down quiet streets and everything. He's basically I never using the f- understood the uh, the pride of um, rejecting help. Like anytime I need help and someone's like need uh, help, there yes, God, I'll take a hand out. Well, I'm not above that. He's worried and rightfully so that the United States is going to use aid as a, a, a precursor for a military invasion. As soon as you let the aid in, then he says, "Come the tanks." He's an asshole, but he's not wrong. You know. Um, but the problem with, with blocking the aid is he may be forcing a confrontation in which, I mean, the United States has gone to war over less. Um, <laughs> yeah. Might be forcing a thing where they go, we got to invade in Venezuela. And I'm just like, please, and, no. And Let's... you know that uh, Trump wants to be a wartime president because then he can make Mueller disappear. Yeah. Uh, which is why I really do wish Mueller's report was coming out next week, but alas. Well, Mueller's done a brilliant thing because remember, it's not just up to Mueller. Uh, the new, what is he, the Attorney General or whatever, Bob Barr, yeah. um, has right. to. Uh, allow the thing to be read? Because mm-hmm. he can the, just the take house, the... Re- the House has already said that they're subpoenaing the full report as soon as it's out there, so if he yeah. tries to redact it or change it in any way... I feel like he's too savvy to do that, but at the same time, I mean, he does have the ability to be like, it's a nice report, would you shame if somebody threw it in the trash? <laughs> and then just throws it in the trash. Yeah, Colbert already had um, an image of him like pushing it in a crate in the um, Indiana Jones oh, yeah, uh, yeah, giant like, warehouse thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I don't think there's any way that the American people are going to stand. Even if you are vehemently pro-Trump and against the thing, you're st- everyone wants to see a car crash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if someone was just like, we have photos of, like, if, if, if you know, we got, like, a, a letter to our podcast and they were like, we got photos of you guys fucking a pig. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be fake, but I'm, I still want to see them. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I want to see how good your Photoshop is. Exactly. We, you know, the American people demand to know. Send us the pig fucking photos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my Venezuelan news. I just like anytime we've intervened in Latin America, it's just this, been disastrous. This photo has me be the lady pig. Wait, you're you're the pig in the photo. I'm being fucked by the pig. I'm the lady pig. Oh, I I assumed it would be me and you having sex with a pig, not. You having sex with the pig? Well, you know what? Let's me me, me being fucked by the pig. Yes, there's <laughs> more than one photo though. There's another pig that I am fucking. What am I? What am I doing? Holding the camera? Like let's. You know what, let's I, just... I, I, I figured they'd be like separate incidences. Like we both visit the same farm, but on different nights. Let's let's not go down this alley. <laughs> there are pigs down that way. Turn turn back. Um, so yeah, that well, was almost... actually, the the pigs in New Jersey cannot turn around because of Chris Christie's uh, rule about tiny pig cages. Oh, Chris Christie! Just, just to tie him back into the story. So yeah, that's 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 most of my news. Uh, you know, for for the day. Um, I think I covered uh, all the I, all the stuff I had. I I think probably one of the biggest news stories of this week was um, in a Roger Stone LOL news. Oh, I forgot about Roger. So Roger Stone was that a guy. That happened this week, too. He's an asshole. He was an aide for Nixon 
He's a fucking dirty motherfucker. Has a Nixon tattoo on his back. Like, how stupid can you be? It's a um, giant Nixon tramp stamp. Yeah, he um, he was part of the Trump campaign. Had a lot of stuff to do with the whole Russia thing. And now my cat wants in. Dude, be quiet. I'm podcasting. Yay, kitty. Um, no, because he's gonna get up on top of in front of the podcast and just like wind his way around all the equipment and knock stuff over. That's what he I does. like to imagine. You were still talking about Roger Stone. He's like, "What's over here? God damn it, Stone, get away!" I don't know what's more annoying, Roger Stone or uh, my cat. So Roger Stone, uh, beautifully, I, and I don't understand it. Uh, he's being indicted, so he puts a picture of the judge with crosshairs above her on his Twitter feed. Uh, on Instagram. On Instagram. Uh, and so they said that the legal move behind that was so that he could say that the judge is now biased against him and he can't, because he's afraid of that judge. Yep. Apparently making a threat against the judge and going, that judge is biased because I threatened to kill her family doesn't work. Yeah, it turns out uh, quite the opposite is, um, is true. If you threaten a judge, a federal judge's life, that, uh, that makes you an enemy of all federal judges just because they will be pissed about this. So um, here's a, an actual quote from a real lawyer who knows about these things. Uh, threatening the life of a judge is a federal crime and considered obstruction of justice. If someone yeah. thinks he's going to change who's presiding over him with this bullshit, he's in for a quick lesson in the judiciary process. It's kind of and, like a, it's, it's, a, it's like a dumb movie idea. Like, like you'd see in a comedy movie, like if someone was like, you know, on trial and they're like, I'll kill the whole jury. See, they can't be impartial now. I threatened to kill them all. Like, when, <laughs> what What Super Troopers fucking world does that, you think that's going to work? Ah, uh, in Super Troopers, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, well, even in Super Troopers, by that movie's logic, it yeah, wouldn't work. Yeah, he quickly issued an, he took it down, he issued an apology for making death threats against the judge. Um, what's interesting, though, is that, such an apology for issuing death threats against a judge has never been done before in the American judicial system. This is a first. Roger Stone's making history here. It's so bizarre that any of this is happening, so we're seeing precedent unfold before our eyes. Now, Even... the judge issued a, a minute order to say, get your ass back into a court now. Yeah. And there, the... Now, I hate that um, he gets to leave again, but she did get, effectively give him a second chance. But the second chance was, uh, outside of stating that you are innocent, you're not allowed to say anything about this case at all. You're not allowed to say Mueller's name. You're not allowed to say any word, any term that has to do with this case whatsoever. Now, uh, outside, uh, publicly or else, right. uh, your bell is immediately... Um, Gone which, and you're which, back in prison. So that may have actually been the easier way to get him in jail because it's there's you know legal loopholes you got to jump through to put him in jail for this. Although I think that anybody else probably would have immediately gone to jail. But probably. I don't. Roger but Stone. He's rich. Roger Stone is one of those people that's so shitty and so smug. I don't know if he's going to be able to help himself. That's what I'm thinking because like his big shtick is uh is talking and he's already said that um the worst thing imaginable is no one talking about him so he was loving the fbi raiding his house because he's like everyone's talking about me and then well now he's not allowed to say anything or watch anything happen and he's already fallen off the news cycle like we nearly forgot about him already because if he so goes back on the news cycle he goes to fucking jail yeah i think that was yeah, a yeah. very can it's a very cagey decision by the judge to do that um because yeah. i feel like if I said, uh, if I did something like that, even if, if, if 
if I just did that now and I'm like, I'm not on trial for anything, I feel like I would go to jail. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably. Like, but at least all of his um, appearances on TV are gone. He's not allowed yeah. to do any more interviews, nothing. That's great. Uh, and I would love the same thing to happen to Sean Hannity. I'd love the same thing to happen to Trump. He's not allowed to <laughs> say any more public statements ever he again. He can't say anything. It's the wor- <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst gypsy curse. He's struck just mute. He can't can't tweet. He just has to yeah. Um but yeah, so the thing that made me mad about Roger Stone too is he released this video of him at a like a bar and he goes Oh, I'm drinking Russian vodka. And he turns around, holds his hands out, and he goes, fucking arrest me, libtards. Uh, and it's just like, that that word annoys me because it's said by stupid people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't find that offensive. I just, like, it's like, to me personally, it's just, it's a dumb thing. Whenever someone starts saying the word libtard, I go, oh, you've got a three IQ. You probably yeah. can't wipe yourself properly. Yep. But yeah, but, so but, fuck Roger Stone. But yeah, I, I mean, on, t- on top of being really dumb, they're also really smarmy and smug, and usually they're also rich. Well, a lot, yeah. a lot of the ones you hear from, because the uh, the ones that aren't rich, you don't tend to hear from them. Well, that's what they, they say don't them. have. They don't have a national TV spot. The best criminals are the ones that don't get caught because they shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is why it's astonishing that Trump is just so invincible against the law. And the reason why the law moves so slowly against presidents is because this type of shit just doesn't happen. Yeah, but it's catching up, man. It's um, I feel a lot better about it than I have. Um, and it's just like, and and I just yeah, they're they're basically they're they're digging I, their own grave. I feel worse about it over time because pe- I keep seeing Fox News try and spin this as he's just a normal regular president doing regular president stuff yeah and it's like no he's not at all he doesn't work he doesn't do anything except he tried to fucking force uh space force again this week but that doesn't do anything but waste money um i'm worried it would just be a slight restructuring a part of the um uh the air force but it doesn't make america safe. it doesn't make anything safer just trump wants to have his name on space force so that he what i think is happening here is he wants to solidify his place in history as being the president that invented space force so that in the year 5000 whenever we're fighting against aliens in deep space people say thank god trump invented space force well the danger the actual danger of space force is if you begin to weaponize uh space other country you're going to start a new arms race basically instead uh, of kinda, space but it's so hard to actually do anything in space like people well, don't understand how um inhospitable space is well i mean sci-fi look at has how much humans look at how much money that everyone wasted basically that's how russia the ussr bankrupted itself during the arms uh the cold war uh just spending so much money on military spending for threats that weren't real just because the <laughs> other guy's doing it it's very easy to get back into one of those that would be fun to watch uh, Trump bankrupt all of America through space, space force. Okay, and also I need billions more for my wall. Oh, uh, we're we've successfully survived uh, an entire week in the midst of this national emergency. Oh yeah, yeah. So that kind of was like a fucking wet fart. Yeah, I mean we're in the middle of a national emergency, but they haven't actually allocated funds yet. It's just being tied up in court. That's all that's going to happen is it's going to be one long court battle, and it's going to end with him not getting his stupid wall. Yeah, well, like I've said really... over and over again, the wall is two trillion dollars. It's never going to exist. Well, I will say that like I did some reading recently on the Supreme Court, uh, uh, specifically Chief Justice uh, Roberts. Right? Is it Roberts? Right. Is the guy that's still there? He's the Chief Justice right now. Um, and the idea about how uh, 
like you know um you know the court will rule on this or that but when it comes to protecting oh, my fucking cat's knocking shit over uh, <laughs> yeah i hear it but when it but when it comes to like you know protecting uh um America. When it becomes protecting like the the different branches of government stuff, I very highly doubt even the most conservative justices would be like, yeah, this is okay because like, and my example comes back to uh, Truman wanted to take over the steel industry during the Korean War. We were actually at war, and the Supreme Court was like, nah, you can't do that, Peter. I don't think that... <laughs> nah, you can't do that. I just gotta stop having my baths when Peter's up to his shenanigans. <laughs> stop trying but, uh, to seize power. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Supreme Court's gonna rule on this, though. I think they're gonna kick it back down to the lower court. Which is what they should do, because that was that was that dumb press conference Trump did where he's like, you don't go to this court, and then you don't go, we'll get a bad ruling, and you don't go to that court. And it's like, it doesn't always go to the Supreme it doesn't always. Court, and then they'll be very fair to us again. It doesn't always go to the Supreme Court. They have the option to kick it back down and go, no, this is what was decided in the actual courts itself. Like again, sure. he I mean, understand. Trump tried to line the Supreme Court with rapists just so that he would uh, have power, but even that's not working yet. Yeah. Like we really gotta hope that fucking RBG stays her ass alive for another however many years it takes. I don't think it'll be that many years, but I do think that uh, I think it's we're seeing the we're seeing things circle the toilet. We're running out of people to indict, and now it's going to be the it's it's going to be the in the NFL draft of indictments is coming up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean because again, there are still uh, four sealed indictments, like very major indictments out there, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see Trump Jr. go to jail before we see Kushner. Well, remember, like that's, that's the word down the grapevine. Remember, uh, if you will, um, that, uh, was it the Gambino crime family that Mueller prosecuted? Yeah. Yeah. He prosecuted the fucking mafia. Like, and these, and the mafia guys are pretty fucking smart. Like, they, they got a system. They do real well for themselves. They don't tweet, you know, like, hey, check out my uh, Instagram. It's a picture of a judge with crosshairs. Hey, like, <laughs> they don't do that shit. They quietly disappear and make other people disappear. So uh, if he can dismantle the fucking Gambino crime family, uh, he can definitely fucking dismantle the fucking three stooges of fucking crime families. I just hope it doesn't take him 15 years. I want it to be like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, let's get them done and get them the fuck out of here. Because every second that Trump is president, he is causing significant see, damage to America. I want to see like a fantasy election. I want to see an election where like uh, the Republicans run like Mitt Romney and like the Democrats run Bernie Sanders. Um, and you're just like, oh, I'm excited about this election. Because while I don't support Romney, damn if I'm not going to watch this debate and go, that was a fair point. That would be nice. Right? God, I just, that's all I want is sensibility and logic again. I, I want people to be smart whenever they talk. And I am very scared of Bernie, like, uh, dying. Like, that's one of my biggest fears is because he's so old. What if he is the Democratic nominee? Let's say he's being run against Trump again, right? Yeah. And right before the election, he kicks the bucket, and then Trump wins because his opponent's dead. No, that's not how it would work. But also, I don't think Trump makes it to the 2020 elections. I hope not. I, I don't mean, think if the noose is tightening too much. I can't imagine a world. I mean, if we're if you, tune into the podcast for the 20, tune in. We're going to do a special podcast the day after the 2020 election. 
Do you want so, to do it like while the election's going live, or whenever it um, hits uh, Ohio and Florida? You know what? I think that's a good idea. Election night, we just do uh, a fucking podcast. I'll find out if we can put it who, on face. I'll see if we can here, put it on. Who of our three listeners wants to see me like genuinely fucking scared out of my goddamn mind, like having a serious panic attack? Like Peter, Peter, oh my god, look at this fucking what the fuck is what the, the, turn red, turn red, Peter. I'll see if we can do. Turn the frog gay. I'll see if we can maybe do. Uh, a Facebook who, Live. Who out there wants to see it? That would be insane. A Facebook Live podcast of just us on election night, just drinking and going, ah, ah. Ooh, ooh. You know, I actually made the decision not to drink on the night that um, uh, it was Hillary versus Trump. So I was like, if this goes bad, I'm not going to stop drinking. I am going to die. I drank, and, uh, I drank during the midterms and got in a fight with my girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was scared as fuck just because, you know, as the night goes on, as different districts call it in different orders, you see it like spike to the red and spike to the blue. And whenever it's all spikes to the red, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I felt I felt a lot like um, that old George Carlin joke where he's all like, bat shit, rat shit, lizard shit, ha! Huh? Like, I just like, <laughs> like, God! Um, I just, I felt like uh, Cleveland when paid us up to his shenanigans. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I do have, I, I do have anti-anxiety medication now, so maybe. Uh, well, mel I, me one, and then we'll just like mellow out. No, because one of us has to be like angry, and the other's got to be like, it's okay, man. And the other one's got to be pulling tufts of his hair out. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like the the game grumps. You know, one is grump and one's not so grump, even though they're both actually pretty chill people if you listen to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah. Basically, I don't. My predictions are he doesn't make it to 2020. Um, either he's impeached or he just leaves before they can impeach him. Um, and I, honestly, it would be really great for the Republican Party to like uh, put up a Mitt Romney. I want the feeling when I'm watching this next election thing. I, I want, want the feeling. I want the Republican Party to just fucking die and let it be Mitt Romney for the Whig Party versus. <laughs> Bernie Sanders for the Dems. Well, I wanted, uh, I want the feeling I had. I watched uh, recently. It was a debate between uh, Reagan and George H. W. Bush. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw that somewhat recently. They were making reasonable points on like immigration and like taxes, and this is like two Republican candidates running. And I go, Jesus Christ! I never thought I would look back at the days of Reagan and H. W. and go, you know what? Uh, they were both assholes, but they sure made a lot of sense on a lot of issues. Well, I'll uh, I'll try not to let my uh, my my experience uh, be a inhibiting factor for you. Politics used to be kind of fun in the '90s. I mean, like Bush threw up on the Japanese prime minister. Reagan that used loved to be considered a, a what do you call it a scandal. Yeah, Reagan loved jelly beans like. <laughs> Jesus. I've been eating jelly beans during this podcast. I just bought a bag. This is Eastern. I see candy everywhere. So I'm like, well, I'm on a diet, but fuck it. I want jelly beans. Yeah, good old jelly beans. Well, uh, I think that's all the news, unless you got anything else. Uh, I, no, that's everything. Well, guys, uh, that's been it for us today. Uh, remember to like and subscribe, or hate and subscribe, or just leave us a go fuck yourself and die, uh, which is fine, too. Um, go, and go in, to go to iTunes and give us a rating. Sign up for and, iTunes and give us a rating. Whatever it is, and we can give you a shout out too. And then you can feel special and say that was me. That the, the shouty radio people mentioned me. Uh, in the words, in the words of um, uh, uh, you know, uh, former president. Uh, remember, uh, stay the course. Uh, a thousand points of light.